Set your faces to fun and hold on to your buns. Let's talk Star Trek, the next generation. With Charlie and Megan, shut up, Wesley, you're dumb. So come on, set your faces to fun. Welcome back to Set Phasers to Fun, everybody. Yes, I also welcome you back. <laughs> it is episode number 16? And they thought... Question mark? They said we wouldn't make it to 15. You know what? I say nay to those naysayers. Uh, yeah, to hell with them. That's right. Say nay somewhere else. Because we don't want to hear you say nay. Let's do our, let's do our listener mail. Listener First. mail... No, no listener mail. Um, <laughs> that was so easy. Not a, not a piece. We just blew um, through that. We did get some good good quotes in. Uh, uh, Bryce Defer, who's now going by the handle for Halloween, Bryce a Lantern, <laughs> uh, tweets us back, Kapla, so Kapla to you, Bryce. Oh, yeah, Defer. good. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Bryce a Lantern. Uh, Jason McCullough tweets in, uh, Klingons is half pirate, half Joe Biden, tricking out his Trans Am with an aftermarket warp core in the garage. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, he's also dumbfounded we remember the awful names of the evil Klingon sisters. Well, it's easy to remember if you watch the episode the morning of... That's true. Also, the, you know, it takes a certain amount of skills to host a podcast. Part of it is Googling the names of the sisters. Um, what I've been doing recently is doing some screen grabs of the show and tweeting those. So if you want to get in on my hot screen crap, if you want to get on my, <laughs> if you want in on this hot screen grab action, follow at set phasers pod and, uh, you'll, you'll get to know all sorts of interesting images. I'm enjoying them right now. <laughs> uh, you can see Jordy reclining on his twin bed. With his dog, oh. and his geode, like I had mentioned a couple episodes ago, you can mention you can see Riker and his spork. This is so beautiful. I can't, it hurts me. And you know, spork doesn't stand for sp- spoon and fork. It stands for space fork. Him, <laughs> sorry. All right, Megan. I was listening to the uh, when I was editing the last episode. Something came up. I want to address it. Okay. We're nothing. We're nothing if not thorough, here at Set Faces to Fun, HQ. We were talking about Genesis, the episode where the crew de-evolves, and you said, "Man, Star Trek is great," and it is. No one is disagreeing with you. But that episode is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> because, <laughs> because, uh, I played a clip. You have not l- heard the most recent episode yet, but I played a clip wherein Data and Picard are talking about kitties <laughs> turning into lizards, and and Data's like, "Well, the kittens were born before Spot turned into a lizard, her reptilian form." It's ludicrous. <laughs> it's well, real you know bad. what? It has been a while since I've watched that episode. Yeah. Maybe I feel differently about it. In in my defense, Charlie, there's a I like a lot of things that aren't great. Sure. Taste sure. has never been the thing that's kept me from something. I've never been yes. like, oh, my good taste prevents me from embracing this wholeheartedly. I've been like, you know what? My middle bl- my middle brow lousy taste says, let's go with it, hundred <laughs> percent. Just lean into it. Boy. If any, if anything, your taste prevents you or <laughs> encourages you not to do things. That's right. What? I don't know. 
I'm just meta. It's all messed um, up. Monday so night recording. That got me thinking. Um, so I looked up that episode, and that is a uni- not universally reviled, but that's not a you know that's not a well regarded episode in the pantheon according to the various internet websites. What if I, I told you I've never watched a single episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation, and I've just been making up this whole podcast? What? That place is fun exclusive. It blow your mind. It's not true, but I don't know. I kind of want to be mysterious. Do you wish that you could go back and erase your mind and watch everything for the first time again? Oh yeah, all the time. Except for then, um, I don't think I would. In- I-, I enjoy watching it five or six times because then I enjoy it five or six times as much. And plus, I feel like as I get older, I have different ideas. Like, once upon a time, I was like, Data's the best. And then I went through a period where I was like, Data's dumb. And then I circled back around to like, Data's the best. And you can only get that if you watch it five or six times. That's true. Absolutely, that's true. Also, that's my hard-hitting commentary um, about Data. The closest, thing we ha- the closest thing we have to someone watching it, being able to watch it fresh, is we have uh, loyal listener Jenna uh, watching it through the first time. We'll find out a little later in the show, hopefully, where she is. Oh, yeah. Because uh, she was a little, her... as I recall, she was a little, I don't know about those guys during season one. And we were like, just stick with it. Right. She's still a little, she's hung up on Data's visor as of last week. Um, <laughs> we'll see where she's at. We'll see where I she's at. I love Data's poker visor. See, again, bad taste on my part. Dealer folds. Man, Jenna is on the ball. So, Jenna, I want to thank you. For being so quick on the sh- on the trigger, I tweeted her one minute ago. Where are you in your TNG journey? She wrote me back, like forty seconds later. Haha, just finished season two, waiting to get home from New York Comic Con to watch more. But hockey and postseason baseball come first. Smiley face. Wow. Yeah. So. That's a person with a lot of interest. Sure. She's a way to go, Jenna. Yeah. Way to diversify. Hockey. The other sport that you mentioned? Baseball. It's the baseball playoffs. New York? Yeah. Is an interest of yours? Nobody on the Enterprise had a, like, a sport they really played. Other than Worf's um, murder calisthenics. There weren't any, like, they didn't, like, throw, like, like, oh, let's go to an old-timey football game and wear leather helmets and data, like, clotheslines a bunch of dudes. They didn't do, like, group sports, but they played a lot of, like, two-person judo stuff like what was that sport remember when will had a son for like 30 seconds like a made-up son yep. and his son broke his arm for playing like you why were you playing teresi squares or whatever it's yes yeah he's like oh i know i'm not supposed to play because he's dangerous and the doctor's like you played parisi squares when you were a baby will he's like shut up um. like that so there was that one Yep. But, uh, <laughs> but you're right. Not a lot of, not a lot of go long and hook it to this left pod and stymie the foes. Not a lot of those. The, um, I think the writers were, more, they were definitely more interested in like Gilbert and Sullivan and, um, <laughs> and Shakespeare than they were in any kind of sports because the sports. That was a really nice way of saying they were big nerds. The sports that they thought of were not sports and that no one would ever play. They made chess needlessly complicated. <laughs> and then, but that they, every, there was a play, they were putting plays on constantly. Like, Jordy, Jordy was the only one not in a play. And putting on boring plays like Cyrano de Bergerac. 
Is that play boring? No, it's pretty good, but still. Uh, <laughs> you're very malleable. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> well, I've had a lot of pie. Um, now, Jenna has confirmed our our uh, our theory, our maxim on the show. Uh, she says, I do recall thinking the end of season two is awfully early for a clip show. Uh, she's, of course, referring to Shades of Grey. You know who's got good taste? Jenna. Jenna. Yep. She's like, I'm going for the season f- finale of the of the sport game conference. And then also coming up with biting opinions about pick up your defense and stuff. <laughs> that's what she said. That's, you should, that's all in there. You should be a theater coach. So when I was in high school, sorry, off topic. When I was in high school, we had a volleyball team. Hold on. And the volleyball off topic breezing. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in high school, we had a volleyball team, and the volleyball team was all ladies, and they wore these um, little short shorts, like these polyester bun huggers is what they're called, little short shorts, mm-hmm. and they were black, and they had this big white lettering. On the on the behind that said hustle, and the coach who was this big slobbery overweight leery guy yeah. would yell, hey, "Pick up your hustle!" And then he would clap with his big meat paws, and I was like, "You are disgusting." <laughs> but honestly, I I think you know I've mellowed, and now I think it's kind of charming. I mean, without the, now the meaty paw coach is gross, but like the little shorts that say hustle on them, "Pick up your hustle!" It's kind of cute. Um. I mean, in an objectifying way, but you know, you can't beat him, join him. That's all I'm saying. Did he order the hustle shirts? I don't know. That's a good question. Like, did he have ownership over the objectification of his teenage charges? I don't know. Yeah. Pick up your hustle. That's a big. Paw, 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 paw. That's a big. <laughs> uh-huh. So that's why they didn't have sports in the 24th century, because they were like, are you kidding? I'm over it. If you somebody tells me to pick up my hustle one more time, I'm gonna in, invent the phaser and blow them away. <laughs> I'm gonna disintegrate them uh, on the highest setting. Notice how when they have phasers, Charlie, they never they we know the lowest is stun, but they don't say what the highest setting is. Like it's not like is set it, phasers to disintegrate. Isn't it kill? I don't know. Do you ever hear him say? Set phasers to kill? I think I've heard people say it's set to kill, like like it acts. They never tell people to set it to kill. Maybe they say maximum setting. Yeah, they say maximum setting. Right. Ludicrous setting, I think is what that's called. <laughs> Captain, you must set your phaser on kill. Stun has little effect. So let's give Gemma a little preview of what's coming up, what she's going to watch next. Starting oh, good, season, th- season, season, three, season three. This is a season three preview for one listener. Um, that's that's a good listener though. Episode one, evolution, where Wesley's nanites show up. Oh, good! A, Finally, Jenna, you can be in on the nanite yeah, jokes. Yeah, pretty good. Um, Instance of command, a really good episode where Data has to go talk the dumb planet dude into leaving his house because the carpet guys are coming. <laughs> Episode three <laughs> of season three, the survivors, where the old people are the only people left on the planet after the the guys oh, blow yes. up. Oh yes, pretty good. Jason and Grandma Cookie Baker. <laughs> oh, Jason, 
Well, maybe you would invite them in for tea. <laughs> I can't remember her name, but she looked like she'd make you no, some cookies. No, no, her name is Grandma, Grandma Cookie Baker. That was her name. <laughs> that was correct. Um, Somebody is operating on very little sleep. Um, who washes the washer where Riker gets some baby New Earth alien strange? Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Boy, that's yeah. a great episode. Yeah. Jenna, you're, you're, in, for, you're in for a good time. Um, the bonding. Um, a mysterious entity seeks to comfort a boy who has lost his mother in an accident on its planet. A mysterious entity? And that's the one written by Ron Moore. Yeah. You get a little hot Ron Moore action. Um, I don't remember this one. I only remember the one where Data, the kid starts acting like Data. This is one where he's like, he goes to Wesley and he's like, hey Wesley, maybe go talk to him. And Wesley's like, I don't want to because I have trauma because my own dad died. And they're like, suck it up, Wesley. Right. Okay, I also want to point out something. On Wikipedia, it's got the show's ratings. Like, the show averaged over 10 million viewers a week, which would make it by far the number one show on TV right now. Wow, a different time, man. Oh, you know what number six is? It's the, the booby trap, which is one of my favorite. Except for the Leia Brahms, Geordie stuff. Which is that one? That's the boobies trap. That's where they... <laughs> uh, You put that in your Kayla shoe store <laughs> joke vault, and you put it under a bushel uh, this basket. This is how, if you want to ensnare Jordy LaForge, all you need is a booby strap. He'll get you. That's where they get, the ship gets caught, and the harder they try and get out, the, the worse it gets, and then he gets holodeck Leia Brahms. Oh yeah, holodeck Leia Brahms. Hot. You're inside me, Jordy. Virtual touch. Uh-oh. Jordy had that big date with Christy tonight. He spent days putting together the perfect program. Looked like it ended kind of early. Uh-oh. How about we talk about Darmok and Jalad? <laughs> this, <laughs> this episode, we have been teasing talking about it for so long. It almost feels anticlimactic to talk about it. What's the episode called? Is it um, just called Darmok? It's just called Darmok. Season five, second episode. Uh, if you need a memory refresher, uh, the Enterprise is going to go meet up with this new species they don't have many much contact with. The ship, I guess, kidnaps Captain Picard, but with their own captain also, they get beamed down to this planet. The other ship prevents them from rescuing them. Yeah, because the whole thing, the whole thing is this this species of people. They've the Starfleet has tried to reach out to them. But even with their universal translator, has found them impossible to communicate with. They can't figure out how to talk to them. That's the whole deal. And so then somehow the two captains get sort of put on a kind of a Thunderdome-esque experience. Some people think it's one of the better episodes. It was the script was worked on for a long time. There's a bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff, which is not interesting in terms of our podcast. I don't think <laughs> we like to be as information-free as possible. It's one of our core values. It did. The only trivia I think is sort of interesting is that it uh, it introduced uh, Picard's new uniform, where he wears the jacket. Yes, it jaunty Picard. Yeah, it's... This is one of the things I wanted to mention. Jaunty, freewheeling, away team Picard. Yeah, jaunty Picard with the little. He's got the little um, 
pants tucked into the booties, yeah. the little harem pants he's wearing. <laughs> yeah. He's got a little his little gray mock turtleneck, and then his crushed velvet like woman's blazer with mm-hmm. like pleather epaulets. Uh-huh. He is just I mean, listen. He could he's it's it's almost practically a pantsuit. Um <laughs> I love and, it. And like I guess you would need it on a planet, but on the Enterprise, I would imagine the temperature is pretty good because everybody's wearing the same thing. My favorite thing about Jaunty Picard is that nobody else gets the Jaunty Picard. No. <laughs> there's no there's no Jaunty Picard for um, Riker or for any of them. It's like he special ordered this ensemble. He's like the Liberace when he wears the Jaunty Picard. He's like, I shall wear this fabulous ensemble and the rest of you plebes will be in your... <laughs> Your business unitard. Ill-fitting, ill-fitting speed suits. Jump With suits. the zipper either up the front or the bottom, depend front or the back, yeah. depending on whether you have breasts. If you have breasts, <laughs> it's a zipper up the front. If you don't, zipper up the back, and God help me how you get out of them. I don't know. And depending on what year it is, you might have some elastic around your waist. You might. You, you might have some uh, some man spanks. <laughs> if you've been, uh, you know... Indulging in your appetites. Um, so a lot of people really like this episode. I, when I rewatched it the first time, my initial reaction was, "This is garbage." <laughs> <laughs> you speak a metaphor. See, I'm gonna spoil it, right? That's the thing, avid listeners, right? The like. They, how you communicate with them is they just speak in like allusions to old literature. But, like, from their own country or planet. Right. So, I guess the Universal Translator didn't work because they were speaking fucking English. Yeah, they're speaking English, but, like, they just, no one could get the references. Right. It's like when I make Buffy references to you, I'm like... Sp- you just delete. Yep, it's true. You're like, I don't know or care, so I just cut that out. I just played some hold music over what you just said. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, we should, what we should do is that you and I should go into a Thunderdome planet, and the only way we can fight the monsters, if you understand all my Buffy references, well, that would be the equivalent of Darmok and Jalad. I'm pretty sure you could just run me through the entire series of Buffy and Angel and Firefly <laughs> and whatever else you needed us to do from memory. That's, that's true. That's true. I wouldn't have to refer. I could just... I could act it out. You could perform your albums? I could... <laughs> that's right. No problem. No problem. See, Jenna? You're not the only one with a variety of interests. I like... <laughs> Three science different... fiction and fantasy. But boom <laughs> You have four different TV show interests. Four, four whole ones. I guess my main problem with that episode is that... How do you build a spaceship that's as good as the Enterprise with six phrases in your whole arsenal? Because there's conversations that happen. And they're like, Shaka, when the walls fell, butter's bad for you. Take <laughs> take my wife, please. <laughs> How did they build a spaceship? They didn't is the answer. Okay, so this is the, this is the fun game, Charles. So if we had to do our whole podcast, but with just what would be our six patented Charlie and Megan phrases? Shut up, Wesley. 
Shush up, Wesley. Anybody but Piscopo. Anybody but Piscopo. Oh, I thought we were doing just just from the, t the TNG. Not just the things that we, you and I say. Oh, okay. Oh, FMK. We would say FMK. FMK. Which would mean make a choice. That's what FMK would mean, right? Right, like, exactly. You'd go up to a salad bar, and I would say FMK, and you would understand that to mean I can choose what I need from the salad bar. How about uh, a warrior's drink? I think we might say that one. Oh, yeah. Good, yeah. And how about Space Jazz Court is now in session? Oh, yeah. <laughs> do, 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 do. And Good that times. means I need to think. I think that's what that means. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody seems to love it, but me, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. No, it's completely silly. Yeah. It's totally, totally, completely silly. And this idea of, like, we can't, we can't communicate, so I'm going to kidnap the other captain and make right. it, and we're going to fight a, a demon, and then he dies. That's the other thing. Yeah. The other captain dies. He's like, it's worth it to me to get a trade agreement with the Federation. That's the other, okay. Here's the other thing. They keep this. There's a lot of episodes where they talk about trade routes and shipping and all this shit. Don't they have replicators? Why are they <laughs> Why are they trading? <laughs> and it's not like you can, that is a really excellent point. And and trade routes like. There's space. Like you got, you can go around and over, and it's not like. <laughs> do, you do you think a replicator can replicate another replicator? Has to, right? You could just keep s just shitting out replicators. Yeah. Ooh, Megan, get in on the uh, language train. Oh, oops. I sorry. Like it. It's okay. <laughs> I've been, I've broken our rule. No kids listen to our episode. Um, no, no adults listen to our episode either. <laughs> uh, that's true. All right, here's something that bums me out. This episode has been used by linguistics teachers to aid in students' understanding of how languages work and evolve. No, don't do that. It's a bad teacher. <laughs> teacher brings that up, you get out of there. Darmok and Jalad, his wingspan glorious. <laughs> <laughs> and... And basically, for that, no, they say Shaka when the walls fell. When the walls... Yeah, that means failure. Yeah. The, the word is in the phrase that they use. Yes. Glee, season three. That'll be failure. If you say so. Season three and Glee. Wasn't that uh, pretty lousy? I can't remember. I, <laughs> or maybe that was the good season. You're asking the wrong guy. Um, but it did have Paul Winfield, who played the guy in uh, Wrath of Khan, who got the ear thing, and he shot himself. Remember that? Nope, I've never seen it. You've never seen Wrath of Khan? No. Or it's, it's a good picture. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm it's written by University of Iowa alum. Double reasons. Nick Meyer. You know uh, why I haven't seen it, Charlie? And this is going to tell you a lot about me, and I'm not proud of it. The reason here? I haven't seen it because it's written by a University of Iowa alum named Nick Meyer and we have a picture of him at the university and he's wearing like a scarf and I'm like ugh this guy with the scarf I've never met him personally but in this picture he's got a scarf and I'm like ugh this guy and so I don't want to watch his movie maybe he was hot cold 
Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Or maybe that was the fashion of the time and I'm being super judgy. Which, I mean, clearly I am. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, button that shirt up and take the scarf off and then maybe I'll take you seriously. Nicholas Meyer, he wrote my favorite non-next-gen Trek movie, Undiscovered Country. He's, he's got a lot of good stuff in there. It's just the scarf has, has, is keeping me away. So, you know, don't you ever have like petty, stupid things like that where you're like, ah, oh, constantly. I can't do it. Constantly. I can't, I can't do it because your album cover is dumb. A friend of mine linked a, a, a Beck video on yep. my Facebook feed or whatever. I was like, this is the genius, brilliant. And I started watching it, and it was genius, brilliant, but I was kept getting distracted by his ill-fitting pants. And I was like, Beck, just get a tailor. If you're going to go to the level of making a music video, just go, just get a tailor. And then I was like, is it Beck's pants or is it my own ill-fitting pants that I'm mad about? And then I went down a rabbit hole of self-reflection. And I was like, this is why I don't listen to music. Beck, his pants ill-fitting. <laughs> Purpose for exterior drapings, father. It is an accepted custom that we wear clothing. Everything is Darmok and Gelati. Um... That sounds like a Middle Eastern dish. It does. What do you get for some Darmok and gelati? It's <laughs> fresh. I made it this morning. Um. <laughs> Funny how my Middle Eastern uh, chef sounds a lot like uh, Cookie Bacon Grandma. You know, um, I think that's It's almost fair. like I only have a couple of impressions that I then apply to everything. Um. Megan, her... Impressions redundant. Megan, let's do a game that you're going to be terrible at. Oh, great! <laughs> um, let's uh, let's um, crew up for the uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation baseball team. Oh yeah, I will be uniquely terrible at this one. Who plays what position? Okay, well, okay, sure. Let's start with um, pitcher. pitcher? Yeah, that's a position, right? I feel like Worf asks to be pitcher and is told to go into left field. Yeah, forget it, Worf. You yeah. don't get to be pitcher. Yeah, Riker's saying, pitcher. Yeah, Riker might be pitcher. Yeah. It's glamorous. Right. Yeah. I'm saying uh, on first base, probably Data. It's the hardest yeah. position. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm putting Troy at right field. <laughs> she just she just senses when the ball comes near her. <laughs> That's right. I'm putting I'm putting uh, Jordy in second base. <laughs> That's cruel to Jordy. I'm putting. Uh, you know what? You, what you, is, you put him in second second base because it's a booby strap. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say he's in second base because that's the furthest he's ever gotten. That's true. <laughs> shortstop. Yeah, there he is. Um, I'm putting, um, let's put, let's put Crusher on third. Which one? Bev? Cru yeah, Bev. Wesley is the bat boy. The annoying <laughs> bat boy. He's the one that carries the extra bat that you warm up with. I'm putting Captain Picard as the catcher. Yeah, that's right. He's the one that signals with his crotch to Riker. 
Yep. Two uh, four. Uh, touch the in the thigh. I'm. <laughs> Zippity doo. I am putting in. Uh, I'm putting Tasha. Um, in center field. Yeah. All right. I think that's the whole thing. No, we do do. Oh, worse in left field. You said. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up, Wesley. Okay. Now we should do hockey for Jenna. So I think that Picard would have the puck. And then Riker would also eventually get the puck. And then the puck could be shimmied between them. And then Concrusher could also get the puck sometimes. Who would be the other guy who stops the other puck guys? I don't know. All all I know is that Picard and Crusher just would be pucking all the time. Sure. They would just be nonstop pucking. Also, P.S. I'm a child. Didn't Picard ask Beverly to puck once, and she said yeah, no? Yeah, and she was like, I don't I don't know. I want to have a ghost pucker instead. My double entendre is quickly becoming a single entendre. Look, if there's more than one entendre, things can get dicey. And that's right. There was a young lady from Venus whose body was shaped like a... Captain to security, come in! All right, guys, well, that does it for episode number 16 of Set Phasers to Fun. As always... We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, how, how do they how do we hear from them? If they have a message that's 140 characters or less, they can get to us at Set Phasers Pod. If they want to expound, they can send us a terabytes, well, I guess megabytes document full of documents to our Gmail account, which is setphasers2funpod at gmail.com. We welcome your your business if you have any topic suggestions because we're running out (laughs) uh send them in actually actually no we're not we've had a few listener suggestions yeah we're doing all right we need to get through but we're both pretty tired you guys it's monday we ate a lot of ice cream and pie we're doing the best we can you guys are the best you're the best listeners any podcast dumb it's the truth and i want and Whoever said that they didn't like FMK, we didn't stop because you said to. FYI. (laughs) 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 We, we, (laughs) we just stopped. We're gonna get back to it. If you have any fan fiction, send it in. We'd love to do a dramatic reading of it on the air. Do you have any um? Darmok and Jaladisms we can incorporate into our podcast. If somebody wants to write us a Darmok and Jalad fan fiction <laughs> thing, we're into it. <laughs> uh, Alright guys. Uh, I think we're done here. Yeah, good job everybody. We did it. We did it. Um, Alright guys. Um, we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Darmok. Darmok. Bry and Jiri at Lunga. Shaka. When the walls fell. Zina at Anzo. Zina and Vakar. Darmok at Tanagra. Shaka. Mirab, his sails unfurled. Darmok. Mirab. Tamok. 